Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Rugby first, and it's to the USA we go to catch up with the assistant coach of the New England Free Jacks, who are playing the final of Major League Rugby this weekend, which is great news for him, but more importantly for me, he is the new head coach for Manawatu in the MPC, and he joins us now from the US. Mike Rogers is his name. G'day, Mike. G'day, Steph. How are you, mate? I'm very well. Uh, good season for your team. We'll do we'll do major major league rugby first. Um, how enjoyable has that been for you? Uh, mate, it's been pretty awesome. It's my second year here and um, pretty unique opportunity to come into something that was really new. The club had been around for basically a year before Scott and I got here and um, <clears throat> we've basically been able to put together a competitive team and, and build a pretty awesome culture. So back to the final and Year two for us is, is awesome, but I guess nobody remembers who finished the second, so we've um, got a bit of a job ahead of us on San Diego. Lining up against the 41-year-old Ma Nonu, um, I see you got a drop goal in his last game. Mate, to be honest, he's actually been playing really well, so um, <clears throat> he's, you know, using, he's a bit more of a distributor than what he used to be when he's playing for the All Blacks, and he's taking the line on his kicking game has actually been really good as well. So he's certainly, um, I guess, matured with age. and mate, He'll definitely be a handful, but he's, he plays the game a lot different to what he was doing kind of six or seven years ago when he was in the All Blacks. Mm. How much of a challenge as a coaching group is it? Because I'd imagine you'll get the likes of, you know, the, the late 30s, even early 40s, if you talk about Ma, right down to guys leaving secondary school, in the US, what what's your main focus trying to get them as a collective? Oh, it's a little bit different for us. So our club is built more around. You know, we've got real strong domestic players, a lot of guys that play for the US and Canada, and then our foreigners are more like guys that are just outside Super Rugby from New Zealand or outside URC from South Africa and stuff like that. So our, our player base is a lot younger than say a San Diego or or whatever. So it's more around sustainability here for us as opposed to hey, let's go and bring in all these big names which fair play to San Diego that's their strategy so that's that's absolutely fine but mate it's still challenging so you've got anything from guys who are you know really experienced New Zealand NPC guys that have played a bit of super rugby and right down to like you say local domestic guys who have you know really never uh, played a lot of high level stuff so I think the key key point of difference for us is around setting a vision early in the season and that for us is all around you know, scoring transition tries and we've done a really good job of that so there's been a whole heap of buy into how we defend and how we kick and I guess how we attack off the back of that which is um, man, it's been awesome to see like simplify things for guys who haven't had that much experience to go out there and understand actually what's, what's kind of important or what's our DNA. You've been part you've been in the coaching game for quite a while you know way back to um, Clubland in Bay of Plenty, your assistant to Clayton McMillan at Bay of Plenty, assistant at Chiefs Manawa and the Waikato Farapama, and now assistant at New England Free Jacks. You're going, you're putting on the big hat now to be head coach of Manawatu. Very important job for me, 
Mr. Rogers, who's been the head coach of Manawatu. Um, what are you looking forward to most? Um, there's a couple of things. So the first thing I'm most looking forward to is the fact that we've got a community that cares, and I don't say that lightly. So I don't think that exists everywhere in New Zealand anymore. And um, you know, I've had lots of great conversations with people in Manawatu, both when I've been there and also over the phone and, and Zoom and stuff like that around people who are in the community that really want to see that team uh, be successful and I think that's actually getting that's getting pretty close to being unique now so I'm I'm really looking forward to representing those people and connecting with them and hopefully giving them something that they can be proud of again which is you know, probably been lacking for a little while which you know probably no one's fault but that's just the, the stark reality and then the second thing I'm most looking forward to is but we've got an exceptionally good cohort of young players coming through. So we've got four guys in the New Zealand 20s, one in the Samoan 20s, two in the Fijian and the 20s. Yeah, that's a little bit of a, I guess, an anomaly for a, for a, a lower tier union outside of the big five to be producing that much talent. And the Fami Muffy's been doing an awesome job in terms of our academy system. And we've got boys coming out of fielding and Palmy boys again coming out this year that'll go to our academy next year who will be playing NPC really quickly. So, Mate, that's exciting in that you know, they probably haven't been what's the best way of putting this? They probably haven't been um, around for long enough to start thinking that it's a job and it's not exciting. Mm. And you know, so I think when you, you look at other teams where you might have the majority of you guys have been in and around NPC or Super Rugby for five plus years, they start treating it as a job, which I understand, but that it loses a little bit of its luster. And so I think for the group that we have this year, they're really excited about the fact that, hey, I'm a full-time rugby player. Um, hopefully get some decent enough coaching and we can go out there and represent our people, which is, I think it's, like, like I said, about the, the community stuff. It's, I think it's pretty unique. And um, you know, there's plenty of people like you that, that love Manawatu rugby and want to see the union do well. As part of the, like I, I knew about the Manawatu boys in the New Zealand team. I didn't know about the island team, so that's even better. Is this, I know Manawatu's um, invested in high performance and the academy. Um, it doesn't happen instantly. Are we starting to see it come through now? Yeah, I think it is. It's, it's a start, and it's probably not too dissimilar to Bay of Plenty when I was there. We won a national under 19 title. Now, a lot of those guys are now the kind of mainstay of the NPC team. You've got guys in Super Rugby that have come through that team, like a number of guys, and I think it's the same strategy, and I've been really fortunate to be, I guess, coming after the strategy's already started. Like, there's a lot of work still to be done, but I think what Manawatu has done is identified that if we can build a team from within and really connect with our community and retain all the local talent that comes out of our, our two main schools, um, you know, we'll be competitive in a couple of years' time. Um, it's, it's not going to happen immediately, but I think we'll see a change this year just in terms of how much desire there is. It's, I guess it's much easier to convince somebody who's actually from the region how important it is as opposed to maybe a team full of players that are, are not from not from the region. Um, the Manawatu Facebook page is putting out releases when a new player is signed. And it dismays me a bit. Uh, there's a South African lock coming, and I was pretty damn excited and experienced South African lock. And there's a few comments saying, why don't we just get give some of our youngsters a go? But my head says, and tell me if I'm right, some of them just aren't quite ready to take on a full-time starting position. And what these experienced guys that come in from outside the province, what they leave behind when they go is invaluable. 
Oh, mate, I agree, and we've been really intentional with our desire to have a local-based team, and we've recruited five players from outside the region. But all of those five players are guys that have really high-level experience, and they play specific positions like second row, and not uh, a nine that's got an exceptionally good kicking game, uh, etc. Like they're not, we're not just recruiting from outside the region for the sake of it. And when you when you consider that in this particular year of the turbos we've got seven players that have graduated from our academy into our full-time squad we've got three guys that are on apprentice contracts that are either academy graduates or local club players like we need to have really high quality experienced players around them to support them in their development and it's just totally not fair if we just put out a whole young group of players and and they struggle you know so we need to ensure that when they are given the opportunity that they're, they're ready to go that they maybe one or two guys getting an opportunity each week is a great way of looking at it as opposed to oh, let's put 10 20 year olds out there and see what happens because the reality is you come up against Canterbury or Wellington or whoever and they've got you know 15 super rugby players in their squad um, things probably won't work, work out too well so um, no, I think that'll be the that'll be the course that we take over the next few years there'll always be a need to bring guys in but hopefully every year we it's a couple less than, than what's been this year but I think five is um, that's more than reasonable. What's the hardest area to recruit? Because I said on my show yesterday, I did a quick maths, that if each NPC side carries five props, that's 70 props, just an NPC before we even start looking at Heartland. Um, where are the areas that are toughest to recruit? Um, yeah, most certainly prop. Our second row is probably the most difficult one in New Zealand at the moment in terms of the you know, we probably don't produce that many two-metre guys, and so when you do come across one, they're pretty valuable. So, you know, a lot of uh, unions are struggling in those two positions, and then I guess the game driver positions of nine or ten, there's no substitute for experience. So, mm. now we've got young Geordie Ville Ewan, who's going to be a fantastic rugby player, hasn't played an NPC game yet, but we need about to support him with a couple of good players around him, so that when he gets his opportunity, he can just focus on his job, and I'm sure he'll go out there and do a good job. So. Um, well, I'd say that those are the main ones, eh? Prop, lock, nine and ten. Um, we do have a lot of nines in New Zealand rugby at the moment floating around. Um, but a lot of guys that have played a couple of, you know, two or three NPC games that haven't probably cracked it. So that's a very difficult position, to be honest. Yeah, Youngville Ewan, um, Yogi's son, who also played for uh, Manawatu. I've got a mate that works at. Uh, NZCIS down in Upper Hutt and he watches this young fella doing his passing drills and he said he's going to be special, this young fella. What can you tell us about him? I mean, he's an exceptionally talented young man and the thing that most, I guess, most pleases me about him is his commitment to his core role of being a a high-quality passer and a kicker. And I think, you know, having been over here and working with a South African head coach, it really has opened my eyes to the value of having a nine that has a world-class kicking game. And it's something that's probably underestimated a lot of New Zealand rugby because we back ourselves to play an attacking brand of rugby and you know play up-tempo and, and all that stuff, which I think is important. But you know, like, like young Geordie, he's definitely got that commitment to growing his, his skill set in terms of his passing and his kicking, which I think in particular around his kicking game, if he can continue to d- develop that, it'll be a massive point of difference for him and the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, so his dad was not a bad footballer as well. And it'll be good. He'll be inside um, the likes of Brett Cameron. I think Jason Emery's back as well, so there's some good experience outside him. 
Yeah, I'm really happy with the backline that we've put together. So that in terms of the experience guys, we've obviously got Luke Campbell, Brett Cameron, JC Marie, uh, Tima Whanganuku, um, Drew Wild, who's been around for quite a while now, and then mixed in with that a really good balance of young, you know, exciting prospects. So I think in terms of the backs, mate, we're in a we're in a pretty strong position. Well, Mike, um, it's no secret to my listeners that the NPC is my favourite uh, rugby competition in the world. Um, all the very best this weekend in the final of uh, Major League Rugby with your Free Jacks team from New England and uh, looking forward to welcoming you home and, and guide the green and whites. And um, as you say, it's a bit like Pantene. It won't happen overnight, but build a good base. I, I can see good things in the next <laughs> two or three years, eh? Mate, absolutely. And thank you very much for your support. When I um, reached out to you yesterday around having a chat, really appreciate all your positive comments on our social media and Mate, it's great to see somebody out there who's um, you know, backing the, the green and whites. Appreciate you, mate. Get out and support your NPC teams, people. Appreciate you too. Mr Rogers, looking forward to his uh, impact that he can make. A um, lot of interesting points there. Had a few text messages through as well about your thoughts about the NPC. Some buttes, actually, which I will get to. But the phone lines are open. The phone lines are open. 0800-150-811. Share your passion for the NPC, which is two weeks away? Two weeks away? It must be two weeks away. The first Ranfurly Shield Challenge is next week, actually, when Wellington go up to Levin and take on Hora Whenua 